Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hey there, Life Church. This is Pastor Chris Reyes along with Bob Leahy. We're doing another Pastors Podcast. We really enjoy doing this, and I hope you guys are enjoying it. We want to be able to touch on subjects that are important to you and that matter to you. Recently, Pastor Bob, you did a sermon. And what was it? What was the overall title of your sermon? Did, did we give it a name? Uh, it was Contentment and Our Inadequacies. Yes. And oh, I loved the point that you made is like, look, all of us have it. You know, there's no one that does not have an, an inadequacy. But then you did a great job of just painting a picture of how God uses very inadequate people, people who don't have their acts together. And I, I wanted to talk about that on this podcast because people, because everyone knows and is aware of their insufficiencies, Man, it gets in the way. It just constantly mm-hmm. gets in the way. We miss opportunities, we miss transformation, and we miss joyful things because those voices just are so stinking loud in our head. It just it it can grip us and paralyze us. Totally. So one of the things I wanted to talk about this is that sometimes when we look at our insufficiencies or our shortcomings, I don't think you were encouraging us to say, well, let's just who I am, I'm, I'm insufficient, and should we be satisfied? I guess that was my question. Should we be satisfied, Bob, with our insufficiencies? Right. I think that there is a difference between um, being content in your inadequacies and being satisfied in your inadequacies, I guess I would say. Like, we, um, we can sit and do nothing when we mm-hmm. feel like we're incapable or we're not Mm -hmm. equipped to do the thing that's in front of us and and we just sit and be satisfied with the way our life is and um kind of ignore the the thing that god's drawing us to do drawing us out to do and i think that's kind of where the whole thing is like in my own distrust in my own self distrust of my of Mm -hmm. myself that i can't go do this that's where I need to turn my attention to the Lord and say, but mm-hmm. in my distrust, I trust God that right. he's going to fill that gap. He's going to come with me through through this thing that I might feel uh, challenged with or, or or feel like I'm not able to, mm. to carry on my own. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's really important. It's, you know, if we we can sit, for instance, I, you know, I think back to when I was probably 22, 23, 24, I was commuting to work in Sacramento and uh, I grew up at Foursquare Church in Yuba City and Lana and I were doing a lot of stuff and in leadership there. And I probably had opportunities where I could have spoke at that church. Um, and I, I just know like God was stirring things in me mm-hmm. and I would, I would go on these drives at five in the morning to work and it was about an hour drive. And I remember I would, I would picture myself standing in front of congregation, sharing things that God was putting on my heart. So it was in me, but I never 
had the faith to step out and mm. be like, oh, I, I could, I could do this, mm. or, or the recognition that like. I mean, I think I recognized that God was stirring things up in right. me to say. Yeah, he and, was telling you. And telling me what to do. But there was this where I was just kind of like satisfied in just doing what I was doing and was a little afraid. Mm-hmm. I, think. I think I was a little afraid of, of stepping out and that stuff. And I, I look back now, now that I've spoken uh, just this a few Sundays ago, that I, I just think that. I just missed like that's like 10 years mm. that I could have been using to to really um let God work through me and yeah you know who knows what those 10 years could have looked like I'm not somebody who looks back and has regrets but I mean it's just a a thing where I'm like man if I was faithful and like those things and was able to recognize and not just sit in my insecurities um like I'm sure those words were for people at that time. Right. And I potentially missed out on that because I was just satisfied with doing what I was doing and I was a little afraid, a little insecure. Mm -hmm. And I didn't trust that through those insecurities, God could work through me, even though he gave me the words and and he put the things in me that I felt like our church was needing to hear at that time. I still kind of shuddered at the idea of, of sharing. Well, one of the things that I took away from your message was that there really is a beckoning. God is beckoning. He's mm. calling us, drawing us. That picture that you of the story of Moses, the burning bush calling him. There is a drawing of God to pull us to places where we, we wouldn't normally go. And uh, I, that old saying from a Billy Joel song, uh, you know, I love you just the way you are. Sometimes we can make that a theological idea of, you know, God just loves us who we are. But I had an old pastor friend that was said that, yeah, that's true, but he doesn't want to leave us that way. Totally. So it isn't that he's trying, it's like, oh, I got to make you better. I got to make you stronger. As much as, like you're saying, he's inviting us. So when you were 24, he was drawing you. He's saying, come on, mm-hmm. Bob, you can do this. But again, our fears, our worries, and even some people just say, well, I'm okay the way I am, which, yes, but there's just so much that God wants to do through our lives. Yeah. I think I said this on Sunday that God wants to make you the best you, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes we just sit in where we're at and, um, sure, God will love you where you're at. Mm-hmm. God cherishes you, but uh, he he wants to make you the best you, right? So some a lot of times for us to get better, mm-hmm. we have to experience a little bit of discomfort, whether yeah. it's like in sports. You want to get better? You have to train. <laughs> you have to do the, the things, the little those little steps of obedience that, you know, you don't get to go do the thing that you're actually wanting to go do yet because you have to do the little things that make you uncomfortable and stretch mm-hmm. you. And I, th- it can be challenging. Cause I, I, I mean, I, I look at my life in ministry, like I never took like a huge step, uh, where it was like, I went from not serving or not knowing Jesus to like, I got saved and then I'm on the pulpit preaching. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a long process of doing things that, you know, were 
small little things. Like I, when we left our church in Yuba city, I would say I pretty much did everything that you could do at this church from changing diapers for babies in the nursery <laughs> to cleaning the facilities, to leading worship, to, yeah. to leading groups, to doing all that stuff. But I didn't, I never spoke. I never preached. And, mm. and, you know, I think as I was doing more and more little steps of obedience, I think that's when I felt like God was starting to stir in me more, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even more and even more. And so, um, yeah, it is hard not to just sit uh, where you're at and and just kind of say, oh, God loves me here, regardless yeah. of whether or not I do the uncomfortable thing. But the, the problem is he wants you to be your best you. Yes. And to be your best you usually takes a little discomfort, like I said. And when, you know, I were talking a little bit earlier is this idea of partnership. You, you brought up, okay, if I'm insufficient or inadequate, Moses was saying, I can't speak. Why are you <laughs> telling me to go to talk to people? I'm, I'm slow of speech, slow of tongue. God is saying, no, I'm going to make up where you're insufficient. I'm going to complete you by partnership, not like taking over for you, but I'm going to take what you do have and I'm going to add myself to it. And so... It really is a partnership. It isn't God just throwing us in the deep end of the pool and saying, swim. Right. 100%. God, God uses that and partners with us. In our insufficiency, he becomes yeah, it's, sufficient. Yeah, it it's really interesting in me uh, preparing this week and running through my sermon. I noticed something drastically different about um, just the way I presented things. Uh I know if you listen to this podcast, if you listen to me do announcements, like I'll say, uh, um, a lot. (laughs) And I noticed when I was preparing for my sermon, like it was drastically different. Like those words weren't really a part of my Mm -hmm, sermon. mm -hmm. And that's just something that I think, you know, is where the Lord came alongside and just, that was something I was insecure about, uh, you know, stepping up there and being like, you know, you have those people in your your audience who are um counters. Like, how many times is this, <laughs> is this is this preacher or this speaker gonna say um right? And so, I got a little insecure about that. And uh, but you know, it's it's fine, it's fine. And I think you know that is that partnership where the Lord really uh, carried me through that, and I I learned to pause and just take my time and and not feel uncomfortable it was it's really strange i i can't even explain well that. for me it seems it's it's our own version of peter walking on water and that may seem strange but hear me out here and i know we have to close this up pretty soon but peter is in the boat he sees jesus walking on water all the other disciples panic jesus looks at them and says it's me mm-hmm Peter says, if it is you, really you, then tell, tell me to come and I'll get out of this boat and, and come to you. And so the mechanics of it, sometimes we just see Peter walking on the water, but the mechanics is he had to heft his leg over the bow of the ship. I mean, it's a process. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of doubt could have come, but he overcame it and he started walking on the water. Now, I don't know how that works. Did the did the water itself be molecularly change? I, I don't know. But the what happened was is he maybe he began to think about that. He began yeah. to think about, okay, how is this happening? He took his eyes off Jesus, and of course he started to sink. Jesus rescues him. 
all of us have to come to that place where we say, there is no way I can walk on water. Mm. But if Jesus, if you tell me to come to you, I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And that's really where for you on Sunday, and I can say this because you you just talked about how when you do announcements versus when you preach, (laughs) that that was you getting up there. And when you began to talk, there was a shift in how you communicated. Mm-hmm. There was a shift in how we weren't, we weren't talking about, hey, be at church on the street at 6.30. It was open up your Bibles and turn to, because there's something really important I want to tell you. Mm-hmm. And it's not just my ideas. These are God's talk to me, and I want to tell you guys. So that was that, for you, if you will, and I know it's an extreme illustration, that was you stepping out of the boat. Yeah, and and in in partnership, and Jesus compensating, mm-hmm. and literally changing your focus. Totally, yeah. But it wouldn't have happened had you not said, "Okay, Jeff, I'll teach on <laughs> Sunday." Yeah, I think it is just that uh, maybe when I am doing announcements and stuff, it is more of like, I mean, there is an aspect to creating a sermon where you are crafting it. You are doing the research, you are putting your own spin on it. But I think in announcements, it's more of like a, you're just delivering information. Yeah. These are events that we're putting together, kind of man-made events, I guess, right, mm-hmm. to do ministry. Yeah. Like, it's the avenue that we do ministry in, whereas I think the, like, speaking the word of God and and preaching and stuff, it's more of like I'm a funnel. or yeah. I guess a funnel, or I'm just part of, like, and just God's mouthpiece. And so yeah, I think a, that's a conduit. Yeah. It's, that's where the difference I think is, whereas one's like informational or if I'm just talking on here, usually it's just talking casually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas on Sunday when I was speaking, it was more of, Hey, God just is, this is God's word. Mm-hmm. This is not my word. This is the message that God gave me. This isn't my message. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I think that probably had a lot to do with um, just how that process went for me. Right. Um, you know, the way you ended the, your message I thought mm-hmm. was really good and challenging. And, and I, don't, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but you said, if this book that we read is really the Bible and we really believe what this book says completely, yeah. what would our lives look like if we truly believed what this book said? Yeah, if you believe all the stories in the Bible, uh-huh. you believe God really did all those things, you believe what the Word of God says about you specifically, individually, I mean, what I, I think a lot of us, our lives and the way we go about living our uh-huh. life would look a little different. That doesn't mean, like, you're going to go quit your job and become a pastor, yeah. but I'm just talking about the day-to-day, like, how you view yourself, how you spend your time. And things like that. And I think, I don't know if I shared this during all the services, but I, I remember when Jeff was talking and asking me, he was talking to Lana and I and the council, and they asked us, asked me to come on staff full time. I remember my first response was like, can I do part time? <laughs> like, and still keep my other job? Cause like, and I think that was my own pride. There is just definitely something about doing ministry full time where like, you're really relying on your other people. Other you're people. trusting God that this is that he's going to supply for you through others. Yeah. And, um, 
and it's really challenging. I remember, and so I remember it's giving, you know, just kind of feeling God spoken to me over the years and he stirred a lot up in my heart. Um, and I just told Jeff, I was like, you know, if I truly believe what I believe and I'm going to live that out, this yeah. answer is easy. Like it doesn't matter what the f- numbers look like. It doesn't matter what my mm-hmm. health insurance doesn't look like all that stuff. But if I truly believe what I believe to be true, which I should, because I'm, that's the persona I'm, I'm giving off here on Sundays every morning. <laughs> right. Then, then this answer is, is an obvious yes, because it's better for me to be in God's hands than in my own hands. Yeah. And yeah. I think some of us, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good at planning, controlling, you know, pretty responsible. But even at that, you can be the most responsible person, the best planner. You can, you know, carry so much. You can have so much capacity. But in the end, like, God can do it so much better for you. Yeah, and have you do things that weren't in your plans that will actually be much more fulfilling and exciting. One hundred percent. That's there's things when when I when I joined in the staff, I I looked at my build.com salary and what was to come. And that year, I was gonna get promoted to the position I really was looking forward to, and um, I was looking at all these things that you know were coming, and my family was gonna be able to finally you know, maybe we can own a house and blah, blah, blah. And I had this perspective of a a shift. Okay, now I'm going to go to ministry and it's going to look a lot different. And maybe my, my kids might suffer a little bit, you know, and it's been the complete opposite. Like my kids are experiencing things that I didn't get to experience growing up this past year. And so, uh, it's just wild. That's all I can say is it's just, it's just wild when you decide that, through your insecurities, through your inaccuracy, inadequacies, through the things that you really struggle with, if you're able to stop trusting yourself and yes. putting it on yourself so much and yes. start leaning into the Lord and taking those little steps of of being stretched, like what he'll do and, and how, like you said, it, he'll fulfill you way more way than more. what you thought you were getting yeah, fulfilled. That's right. And that's our word for those of you who are listening today. This is so important for us. In the end, we really need to obey the Lord. He is the king of the universe, and we're his children, and he has so much intended for us. Let's not allow our insecurities and our insufficiencies to label us and to dictate to us. Let's instead obey the Lord. So, Hey, have a blessed week. If you have any questions, send them to uh, those questions to us at info at lifechurchchico.org, and we'd be happy to respond. Other than that, have a blessed week. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. Peace well, out. Peace out. We'll see you next time. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there is anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.